It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Oh, man, asleep at the wheel. Never know what we're going to get to start the uh, fabulous fifth hour, the fifth quarter. It's always going to be something local, though. Local flavor, like all of our top-of-the-hour opens, whether it's Gary Clark Jr. or Black Pumas, Spoon, Gary Clark Jr. And here we go with a little asleep at the wheel, Ray Benson and the crew. Live and local, baby. Live and local, five hours a day, five days a week. Don't you forget. That's how we like it. Hey, Rod. Yes, sir. Yeah, people are. I'm, I'm, I'm picking old nerves here with this Georgia conversation. It was all based on Fred Akers coming to Texas from Wyoming. Just, Texas yeah. playing Wyoming. You brought us some hurt feelings from. Well, I was just past pointing out that uh, you know it feels like the Longhorns are are through a BBs are out of the box but period of Texas football. It feels like they finally have brought it all back together, and maybe the win at Alabama last Saturday was the, the all the evidence we need that everything is back heading in a really good direction. Still a lot of football to be played. Ten more games to go, but uh, man. Um, it's good to see, but you know that all started back in the in the seventies when Daryl Royal and and the pro, the program got at odds about mm-hmm. who was going to be his successor, and that led to the Fred Acres conversation, which led to the Georgia eighty three conversation, which my buddy texted me and said Jeff Ward missed two field goals. In Damn that it! Game. Come on, Ward. Come on, which Jeff. Says worst loss for me at that stage of my life. Getting whipped by Notre Dame in the undefeated seventy seven season was pretty horrible too with Earl Campbell. This one we had no business losing. Kind of like. Colorado in the Big 12 championship game in 01. Damn. Now, the, <laughs> sorry, Roger. I just picked that nerve with you. It's all right. it's okay, Damn. Just give it to me again. Bang. It's all right. It's okay, That's exactly how I felt after that Big 12. Very good. Bang. It's all right. It's okay, my man. Yeah. That's exactly that, that sums now, it up perfectly right there. Now, Damn. you guys in 01, that would have gotten you into the national championship game. You would have had to go win oh, that game over man. that uh, powerhouse Miami team, which would have been Colorado fun to see. derailed our national championship hopes. God. We had just beaten them earlier that year by like 30. Bang. That's all right. It's okay, my man. <laughs> oh. That's brutal. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, man. Why the worst game Chris Sims ever played? Why do what? I, okay. what the worst, what's the worst game Chris Sims ever played? Easily, right? Oh, easily. Yeah, like four Was title. that Joel Clatt? Well, was he, he the quarterback at Colorado? No, no. It wasn't, he wasn't there. It was, it, it was, it was before him. I'm old. Joel Clatt was. He was on, he was on that 2005. Yeah, 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 the yeah, one yeah. that they beat like they stole something. Yeah. And he got crushed by Drew, um, Andrew Kelson. Yes, exactly. That yeah. was yes. So no, that, we, I forgot who the quarterback was. Well, it was for, a running heavy team, and that was a Gary yeah. Gary Barnett. Yeah, Chris team. Brown as the running back on there. It was good. They had like three different running backs they'd use a lot of. Chris Brown was one of them. That Daniel Graham when he the tight end. Yeah, you got it right there. Yeah, Andre Andre Garab, the center. That's an NFL Rock talent. Purify. Yes, but they Bobby I mean, Pesavento, I believe, was the quarterback. Thank Bobby you. Pesavento. Yeah, we had nothing Sorry. to fear from. We lost that to a Pesavento. We lost to a Pesavento. <laughs> no, it was terrible. Bobby Purify. Can I give yeah. another like? Cause I uh, oh. doing the show with you now for six weeks. I'm, I'm learning these little things I did not know. A, you told us before that we talked. We were talking about uh, Lincoln Riley confirming that you know when he left and took off to the USC. Oh yeah. You know his family was getting death threats and bomb mm-hmm. threats, and they were breaking into his house. And 
you talked about Chris Sims. It was so ugly after that game that he mm-hmm. won't even come back to the five one two. He has not been back since he left, but he also similarly got dead threats and people slashed his tires and God. got got his phone. But you, you also his said a few times. something that um, the that you think maybe Mac Brown rattled some players and maybe even Sims because he he yeah. told them that it could be for the national it. championship. Yeah, he revealed it. Well, back then we didn't have social media or anything, so we don't know. I mean, we're in the locker room. We're not, you know, He's letting you know they that. Have, they don't have TVs on in the locker room before the game, so we don't know exactly what's going on. And he told us right before we went out there, uh, guys, if you win this game, you'll go to the national title. Because right before that, who was it, Tennessee? Who was it that lost? I'm trying to think of who it was. It was Florida or I forget who it was. Um, CB probably will send it to me and let me know. And shout out to CB. Yes, I did get a pick six in that game because the worst special teams call probably ever by any coach where Colorado is up in that game and they run a fake punt. Yeah. And it was a terrible throw by the punter. It was, I mean, he lofted this duck up there. Guys, if I would have dropped that punt, and y'all would have been calling me like the, the Blake Gideon before Blake Gideon. Y'all would have been talking trash <laughs> on Rod before ever. But it stayed up there forever. It felt like 30 minutes that almost that thing was in the air. I remember it still to this day. And I was slow motion. I think to myself, Rod B, don't drop it. This could be the, the, the play that saves the game for you, completes the comeback potentially. And if you don't do it, people are going to talk so much smack about your terrible hands. I did catch it. We scored on it. And... Almost completed the comeback, but we did not. Major it was Florida. It was Florida. Thank you, CB. Florida lost. And it was because, shout out, I love him, my man, Philip Philip uh, Giger. Rough the punter. Yes! Oh! Rough the punter. Oh, yeah, be, because uh, oh. I mean, yeah, Sims, Sims had all the turnovers. You fell oh. behind big, but Major Applewhite came in, brought it all the way back. And as you said, after your big, big, uh, inter, you know, fake punt interception, and then uh, you guys had it, and you were about to get the ball back. Yeah, so win the game and roughing the punter. Yeah, uh, so I'm not sure which one. Another text said it was Tennessee that lost. I'm not sure where. I know it was a uh, Tennessee. Know, Florida Tennessee. Tennessee sounds right. I don't know if it maybe it was a Florida Tennessee game. I'm not sure. I got to go back and look. Mm. Uh, but I know we would have played Miami. Yes, and, and Nebraska got to go get their ass whooped yeah. by Miami and instead. Kid, listen, kid, Miami was lo- that team was loaded, so that team probably would have beat us. I'm not going to say that we would have <laughs> beat that team, but um, they had one weakness, and it was a weakness at a crucial. Position. Quarterback. Yes, Ken Dorsey was the quarterback. And we had basically built our game plan about getting after Ken Dorsey. He was the weak link. And we would have tried to pull at that thread to the whole damn thing unraveled. But had to cover Andre Johnson and some other NFL NFL tight ends. Shockey was on there. I mean, they, they were loaded. So was the next year the year that Miami lost to Ohio State in the national championship? Yes. I think that, yeah. And that was kind of the end of Miami after that, right? Yeah. Well, that was Butch Davis. Yeah, that's and a good they point. Began that's kind of beginning. Yeah, you're right. It's the beginning of the end for that. I would also that say interference. That was the big call. Yeah. In the end zone. Uh, yes, called on Miami against Ohio State. Is that when um, what, called by the way that bad flag thrown by Randy Crystal? Was that the one that Claret get hurt? Austin, Texas. Was that the game that Claret got hurt? Yes, the running back. Was that the game? I believe so. Yes, that was Miami was Ohio that that State. Game? I think it was. Or, yeah. No, Willis McGahee got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt bad, oh, like career-threatening injury. Maybe Claret was another one then. Okay. Yeah, that was an unbelievable game. I remember watching that at a place called – I know a big running back guy, but I think you're right. I think it was McGay. I watched, I watched that on. game at Aussie's Bar and Grill downtown. The Aussie Bar uh, – my buddy Danny. The volleyball group? Yeah, the man. Volleyball place? That's where we were. That place is cool. That place is still oh. there. Danny uh, is Danny's still, still running. How still is there? that place still there? I honestly, they got low. I think people are just loyal to They them. got rid of Hooters. That was my spot. That was the best Hooters in America. They cut a new deal. Location-wise. 
No, they do oh, well there. Now they they can't. Come on, my buddy Danny runs that place and owns that place, and he has Hooters? the whole time. No, no, not Hooters. Oh, awesome, awesome. <laughs> Yo, buddy, Danny Brinson. Danny Brinson. <laughs> that uh, the awesome. whole time, the only one one owner the whole time. And, I know. Uh, I've he, been there a few times. I remember Trey used to play like volleyball over there. Oh yeah, they still have volleyball leagues. They do yeah, well there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Right in the middle of town now, and then, all these skyscrapers are now the condos are surrounding them. Uh, but yeah, that's where I watch that. That's game. a nice. You're right. They've held out because now you're right. They're kind of the last of the Mohicans around there. All those the, spots have been yeah been taken up. Well, here's the thing, right? Because Danny's have all these ideas about expanding and you know redoing the bathrooms and things. But if they can't, because the minute they do, they apply for any changes, they lose their grandfather with the city. Because they're grandfathered in to yes. all the new city ordinances. You're right. The minute they tried to change anything, he'd have to. They did. They'd come in and shut him down. Ooh. Where he couldn't afford to do everything they would ask him to do. So that was where I watched that game. That was a crazy game. Hey, can I play something for you? First, I want to say this, Rod, because we're gonna go. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna talk to Drew Sanders, head coach at Vandegrift, coming up. But so why? Do you, okay, so Deion Sanders is the story of college football, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, biggest story. Biggest story in college football. And biggest story. I mean, he's he's he, the Colorado-Nebraska game almost outratinged Texas and Alabama in prime time. No, he is he has transcended the sports page to the front page. You could argue that's not a bigger story right now in American sports than Deion Sanders. Okay, like it's at that point. So week one, they stunned TCU and f the haters. You know, f the no one believed twenty-one point underdog. F the haters. Got to believe, baby. Now they turn around last week as a as a favorite in the game against Nebraska. But that flipped, right? The, there was a heavy Nebraska you know, line early, and then money came in on Colorado, and Colorado ended up winning that game going away. And Deion Sanders talked about the, you know, that the Matt Rule had disrespected his son. Can I play this for you? This is the pregame speech of Deion Sanders in the mm-hmm. locker room before the Nebraska game. Listen to him. Uh, the, the, this was about this was personal to beat Matt Rule in Nebraska. In Jesus' name we pray. Fellas, whatever journey. There's going to be some real obstacles that's strategically placed in your path that you must get over, get by, get through, get away from, and you got to deal with it. See, the thing about those obstacles is that it's personal. See, normally it's the things that you care about, the things that means a lot, the things that you must deal with right now that you can't put off and you can't procrastinate about. You can't even avoid it because it's personal. It knows you and you know it. Now see, I pride myself on being a great father. They say most African-American men are not great fathers, but the devil is alive. See, one thing about a, a father, a real father, I don't care what ethnicity, if you say something about his kids, is personal. If you say something about his woman, is is personal. If you just come on his property or do something that you have no business doing, it gets personal. And the reason it's so personal to me is they say something about my kids. You think I'm gonna let them talk about y'all and they ain't gonna be personal? You think I'm going to let them doubt y'all and they ain't going to be personal? You think I'm going to let them naysay y'all and they ain't going to get personal? You think I'm going to let them say all the stuff that they said and that we don't have and we proved that we have it? And even when we proved that we had it, they said it wasn't real. Therefore, guess what? Say that. It's personal. I respect the head coach a lot. He said some things. <laughs> Try to back off of it. It's too late because it's uh <laughs> 
All right, there you go, personal. Rod. It's personal. That's it's personal. personal. Now give me my theme music. <laughs> he does that? Does he do that every time? Now? I think he does. He has a he has a theme song for every what season. What is that song? He changes it every year. I know year. that song. Do you know the name of it? Um, I think. Yeah, he's got a different one. Though. He chooses a different song every year. No, he say that because so, when he was at Jackson State, it was the one with my N word. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was like, he can't have that as a theme song when he so, goes to Colorado. So and he changed my, it. And, and I, he, he's a, he's a. Give me my theme music. Yeah. So Dion's you you and, and what Matt Rule said wasn't really much, but right they're kind of he's trying to do in the Michael Jordan thing as you said, looking for things to make mm-hmm. personal. Personal beefs. Yes. You look for slights. So this week, College Disrespect. Game Day is going to Fort Collins, Colorado, to cover the Colorado-Colorado State game. And during his media availability this week, Jay Norvell, Longhorn fans remember Jay Norvell. He was just one of Charlie Strong's offensive coordinators while he was here for three years. I think he had three or four while he was here. Mm-hmm. He's the head coach of Colorado State. And here's what he said this week, Rod. Oh, man. When I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. In reference to Deion Sanders, who wears, who wears glasses and a hat shades. at his press conference. Yes. Oh, why did he do it? Why would he say that? Why are you making Deion's job easier? Deion right now is having a hard time trying to get these guys to uh, not really, you know, not not basically deal with the success in a negative way because they've never had this much success. Are these other now coaches jealous, jealous of him, Rod? Yeah, now I I don't think they're jealous. I, I I do think he's unconventional and they're uncomfortable with his style of leadership because it's a different style of leadership than any coach, honestly, in the history of college football. There's Agreed. never been a coach Agreed. ever like this before. Never. So I think because he's so contrarian that that makes them uncomfortable. That kind of makes them uncomfortable. When I talk to grownups, I mean, this is a direct shot at Deion Sanders. Uh, why would you, you're Jay Norvell? It's Colorado State. Uh, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and glasses off. Yeah. That's what my mother taught me. And by the way, there are already pictures surfacing on social media with him uh, with a hat on speaking to the media, which uh, you're just inviting uh, that when you say stuff. Hey, guess what, Jay Norvell? It's coaches. personal. It's it's now personal. If it wasn't before, now it is. You just made like, what I'm saying. Why are you giving him bullets and board material? He don't need it. He's a great motivational speaker. Yeah, he He's a great him. motivator. Here's a guy who says, listening to Dion preach makes me want to scream and say, "Let's go!" Run out of my cubicle down yeah. the hallway. And now you just made his job way easy. You just gave him. Uh, we'll get the sound because I think my CB just sent it to us. We'll get the audio so you can hear it for yourself. Damn it, Jay Narvell. Well, you know I'm rooting for Dion anyway, but. Jay Norvell, like you said, used to be a member of the Texas coaching staff. I think he just put his foot in his mouth. He's going to regret that. Because now they're going to replay it all over the TV stations oh. for the pregame. They're going to be playing it everywhere. Did, like, did ESPN and College Game Day pay him to say that so they could <laughs> hype this game up even more? Come on, oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of the scripts, all right, we'll come back. When we do, we'll talk uh, high school football, but football theory, football in general, with a great conversation every Thursday. Drew Sanders, head coach of the Van, the undefeated and dominating undefeated Vandergriff Vipers so far. As they head into district play, we'll also get a behind the burn orange curtain with Rod talking Texas football and all things football theory. And we'll hit what's popping before the end of the hour. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin, Texas Sports, The Horn. Oh man, we'll hear what uh, actually hear what Mike Norvell said, Jay Norvell said about uh, wearing glasses at your press conference coming up. 
Uh, yeah. Rod will take us behind the burnt orange curtain. Mm, mm, also, mm. we'll hit some what's popping before the end of the hour on a busy Thursday. But it is time to talk some high school football with a team that is off to a dominating 3-0 and start. Uh, to say the least, uh, the Vandergriff Vipers have uh, outscored Dripping Springs, Cedar Park, and Waco Midway 27-7, 41-17, and 48-17 in a 3-0 and start. They begin district play uh, this Friday night, and we'll talk to him in a moment. I want to tell you that our conversation with Coach is brought to you every Thursday by Brain Vault, and that Brain Vault patented technology based on proven science that helps protect athletes and reduces the risk of concussions. Uh, absolutely tremendous. It's one of those you, for your youngster in any contact sport, football, cheerleading, lacrosse, uh, whatever that sport may be, soccer. That Brain Vault technology uh, is for you there. It's so you can play hard, but play safe. Brain Vault has used their technology for the past eight years with roughly 100 NFL players with no concussions reported. And we go to the Vaqueros hotline, and I believe our, our guest Drew Sanders is there. And, Drew, I think you have some, some – your team using the Brain Vault technology. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, you know, this is my philosophy on that stuff is if there's something out there that could possibly – help our young men stay healthy, why don't we give it a shot, you know, and it seems to be working well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's That's start awesome. with uh, the win last week, You see, you, which we learned yet last week. You wanted to play a neutral site game. You, Waco Midway agreed, so you played up there in Belton uh, at that beautiful stadium there, and you you know, you know, said you don't want the, the, their first bus trip to be a playoff game. You wanted to get used to that in the non-con, non-district, uh, and it seems, seems like it went pretty well. 21 points again in the first quarter, 48 on the game. Uh, you're off to a 3-0 and start. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always good to be able to get on the bus and get up there. And, and uh, it was nice, unlike last time. Last time we took a road trip to Drip, our charter bus did not have any AC. I don't know uh, what happened with that. So that was that was kind of stifling. But this one had AC. It was good to get up there. Of course, UMHB, if anybody hadn't seen that stadium, it is absolutely beautiful. And I uh, got to go up there and started off strong and really dealt with our first kind of adversity defensively. Um, they have a really nice quarterback up there, Ty Brown, um, transfer in from Belton. And um, he, 6'4", 210, and he did a good job kind of running the ball and, and scored on us some. So we had to battle, and, and uh, it's honestly exactly what we needed in, in our third pre-district game. Hey, Coach, uh, you know, every year, whether it be football at high school, college, or a pro level, you know, coaches talk about kind of the pleasant surprise, a player who, you know, you had no idea that he was going to flourish or that they were going to ascend uh, that season, but all the light starts to go off for him, and it seems like uh, the, the improvement you start to see week to week. Uh, you got Do you have a, a guy or guys like that that have already started to ascend and, and been a pleasant surprise for you so far this season in the, the, the rate of development? Man, yeah, you know, I've got several coming to mind. The first guys are, are senior center Ryland Wisdom. You know, he has done such a great job. I uh, was a backup last year, and we all, you know, all of us are former athletes. We know how hard it is to be a backup and not get to play a ton. Um, and, you know, it's hard to switch out your center, you know? Yes. I mean, that's something that is really, um, if anybody knows that knows football, is like that's like you can switch out your guards during a game, your tackles. But, uh, man, you switch out your center, things could go bad quickly. And, and so, you know, he didn't play as much, I know, as he wanted and probably deserved. But um, I've just been so impressed with him. He has um, just played excellent. Uh, we had a couple snap issues in the first game. He's fixed those. Um, and so I, c- I could not be 
prouder of Rylan and, and what he's done. And you don't ever get to shout out O-Lyman much, and so uh, I'll give him a shout out. Nice. There you go. Uh, yeah, those quarterbacks and receivers, the Adams boys, they get, they get all the headlines, uh, which is cool. But that's right. You know, it was, I, I thought it was nice. Uh, Coach Sark, you know, Texas, of course, beat Alabama Saturday, a huge win. Mm-hmm. And early on in his press conference Monday, he shouted out uh, Savion Red, his his you know backup receiver, but he ran the scout team and simulated Jalen Milrow and was really good for their defense to have somebody who could do that. And those things are if you're a program that wants to win yeah. a state title, those things are huge. Oh my gosh, yes, you have to have that. You know, we we try so hard to recognize our JV team because in high school the JV's you know giving you the look most of the time, and so for us we have our what we call attack squad players of the week. And um, and so those guys get recognized, and then um, I've got some coaches that you know every once in a while bring donuts for them or things like that. We we've got to keep them happy and let them know that they're valuable and their time's coming. Um, and we have we have so many guys that were on JV too, that maybe even their junior year it just takes a little bit to play at a 6A school, and then here they come being the star, you know, their senior year. That ha- that happened uh, just last year with one of our like a safety it was all district. Um, was a JV guy's junior. So, yeah, that's, he's exactly right to give those guys shout-outs. We try to do the same thing. Hey, Coach, um, there's been a lot of talk at the college level about Travis Hunter, uh, the fantastic two-way player for for Colorado who plays cornerback and wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah, we see this, obviously, at the high school level. Uh, and, and i got a couple of questions for you, two-part question here. Uh, anybody okay. in your program right now that's uh, a two-way player for you? And have you had someone in your program, period, or somebody throughout your, your coaching uh, tenure, your coaching life, where you have projected them to be a player who's capable of playing both ways at the next level, at the college level? Man, you know, the two-way player thing is, um, yeah, we have it. You know, a guy like Miles Coleman, you know, mm-hmm. you guys know him. Yep. Um, really, anytime we face someone that has just this dynamic receiver the last couple of years, we'll do it again this year, too. Hopefully my opponents aren't listening. Uh, but <laughs> we will, um, you know, we'll we'll train him up, and, and he doesn't need much training. It's pretty hilarious. Um, he can just go over there and, and uh, just cover really anybody because wow. he's just that good of an athlete. And so we have a couple of packages where we bring him in. We did it against Drip last year and a couple of uh, Judson and a couple other places. And um, I, I definitely think two-way, you should look at that at all times, even as a 6A school. You know, small schools, everybody plays two-way. Yeah. So, if, I mean, they can physically do it. I mean, obviously people can physically do it. Um, but then you're missing – you know, things like, um, you know, the prep and stuff like that. You know, our 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 quarterback last year, Braden Buchanan, could easily have started at linebacker for us. And yeah. we discussed it multiple times. Hmm. But we just felt like um, that he had so much prep and things to, to do and, and know on the offensive side because, you know, we do a lot of stuff, you know, on, on the offensive side. And 6A football, you can do a ton. And so – but I'm totally not against it if the player is special enough. Like Miles is a great example. He's a Division One athlete, um, and that he can do things. He works, of course, really hard, but he can do things, you know, easy. It comes. It just comes easier to some of those guys. It yep. just does. Um, and he's not the biggest then, guy, know, coach. He's not the biggest guy, Miles Coleman. No. He's a dog. He's one of those dogs, as Dion calls him, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He's probably five seven, you know, and uh, on a good day. And um, he can find a way to – he's just – you can't shake him and then you can't tackle him on, on offense. But And in the past, um, you know, as we've grown up, less and less – I've done less and less of the two-way stuff and we've gotten more depth. 
just because, you know, I think, I think you keep a lot of people happy if, if everybody has a role. Um, and so sometimes, yes, somebody could be better than them, but what if this guy fresh could be almost as good as him and he has a role? Um, you know, that's, I look at it like the reverse way, but man, sometimes you just have this special person that can go do it. It amazed me. I used to watch Dion and they'd throw him over at receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we all watched him and he'd run right past him and catch a touchdown. Like, you know, what's happening. Can <laughs> not take care of him. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's something we do and we, and, and we want to do and we'll, and we'll do, we've got some good talent coming up too. And I may do that in the future with some of my younger guys. Nice. Coach Drew Sanders, Vandergrift Vipers, brought to you by Brain Vault and the Brain Vault technology. Play hard, but play safe with Brain Vault. Hey, Coach, the um, the district is here. You know, the the, the uh, mm-hmm. first three games are to prepare you for now and Stony Point Friday night on the road. And what is does what if anything changes this week as district play begins, or just uh, do what you do? Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Yeah, it's got to be do what you do. You know, now there's a little bit of excitement because all games matter, but these games matter more, you know. And we have to win this if we want to be district champs. And that's a big goal on, on our goal board is to to continue to be district champs. And so these guys know that we can't do that without going 1-0. and Stoney always has good players. They have great coaches. The, the Coach Chester has been there for um, 20 years, I think, maybe a little bit longer. And so you know you're going to have kids that play hard and you're going to have good, good football players and athletic and, and they're, going, they're going to be tough up front. Um, and so we're just trying to get ready for, uh, you know, a slobber knocker type district game. And, and those guys are two and one and, and barely lost by one score, I believe, to, to Colleen. So they really should be three and oh. Yeah. Good quality athletes, no doubt about it. And last year you had them in your building, and this year you got to go to Stony Point. So a district road trip to start district play for the Vandergrift Vipers. Off to a 3-0 and start, and uh, uh, they're looking good with, oh, gosh, over 40 points a game so far uh, for Vandergrift. Coach, we appreciate it, my friend. That's always great stuff. And looking forward to uh, this game this weekend, the Friday Night Lights. District play across the board now. Best time of the year, mm-hmm. uh, September and October in high school football and then beyond. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks, E. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, appreciate Coach. It. All right, there's Drew Sanders. There you go, Vandergrift. Love talking to Coach, man. Me too. Yeah, go both ways. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he was being kind to Miles Coleman because I think Miles Coleman he's committed to he gave him a couple inches. He's he's committed to North Texas, <laughs> but his like his like on the he's, he's five five. It says on here. Yeah, he, he, said, five, he said five seven on he a good day. He might have grown two inches, you know, since that he's, since, he's still a teenager. Since that calculation, yeah, he's got you know got a couple of growing got growth spurts. Maybe. Did you ever play both ways, Roger? I know you said you I don't did. have the best hands. I did. I played both ways in high school. He's right. I mean, that, I know situationally it'd be a big game. Like, we played Texas City in the in our non-district, and Rod B, I, I caught two touchdowns versus Texas City. Nice. Yeah, so, like, yeah, it's all about the big games. You'd play them, and you play your two-way players. But he's right about the preparation. You don't have much time. I mean, you can't practice at both positions. It's really hard to do that. Uh, so, usually you don't. Even the 49ers, they admitted that Debo Samuel doesn't practice with the running backs. Yeah, he j- everything he does with the running backs is all natural. He yeah. doesn't practice with him. He doesn't do reps. He's not in the, the running back meeting room. He's that's all wide receiver. When they put him at running back, he's a natural at it. Isn't yeah. that freaky? 
That is and he awesome. Doesn't, he doesn't take any handoffs well, and practice. They put him in there, and he just goes. Think about what we said with uh, Coach Sark. I mean, you talked about it when the Cowboys traded for Trey Lance. I, I think you were the only one I ever heard mention that he can simulate Jalen Hurts and running quarterbacks oh, for yeah. the Cowboys defense on the scout team mm-hmm. while he's trying to learn their system and whatnot. And that's that's valuable. And it's really valuable. Sark, early in his press conference, shouted out Savion Red, who, you know, he, he was a quarterback in high school. He played receiver last year. They've moved into running back, and he was mm-hmm. able to give them a good simulation of Jalen Hurts, excuse me, Jalen Milrow, and his ability to run and uh, be a dual threat quarterback. So, That's a good point. Important to your team. All right. Uh, also, good points always come from Rod Babers behind the burnt orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same question What is behind that curtain? Now, usually we're talking Texas football here, but. Uh, this is quasi-related Texas football. A former Texas football coach, who is assistant, who is now the head coach of the Colorado State, uh, the uh, the Colorado Rams. State Rams, Ram. who's going to play the Buffaloes, the Colorado Buffaloes, in their uh, rivalry game because that is a rival. Apparently, Jay Norvell has not gotten the memo that Deion Sanders is a great motivator. <laughs> A, and we'll use an anything. Ar- and we'll use anything. Like like Michael Jordan, he will take the smallest little inconsistency or miscommunication, and he will turn it into a slight or something disrespectful or bulletin board material. Ask Matt Rule about it. Matt Rule obviously he was trying to pray at midfield, and then Shadur Sanders thought it was disrespectful to him and, and, and the Colorado Buffaloes. And Matt, Matt Rule was like, I was just trying to pray. I asked, he, I asked Shadur if he wanted to pray, and Shadur was like, he was upset with me. So, hey, don't give them bulletin board material. Well, Jay Norvell didn't get the memo. Here is Jay Norvell, head coach of the Colorado State Rams, saying um, why he does not like Dion's Dion's persona as it relates to how he dresses uh, with the hats and the sunglasses indoors talking to the media. Here is Jay Norvell. I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked about. (laughs) Oh, he so he said Colorado too. So it, there can be that no. Sounds like it's at a booster event. Yes, there's nothing lost in translation. Everybody. Well, maybe he wasn't talking about Dion. No, he was talking about Dion. He says uh, Boulder. He mentions that, so we know, we know what he's talking about. Remember, they got beat by Washington State. I believe their first game of the season. They've only played one game. Yeah, they had a bye week in week two. How do you get that? Well, maybe that's why he's cocky. They got to be 50 to 24 by Washington State. Maybe he's a little cocky because he's got that extra week to prepare. And he found something that we don't know about, something he can exploit in Dion's blueprint. Maybe. Do you think he meant for that to get out? Because that sound, because there was clapping. That sounded like it might have been in front of some boosters. The three Colorado State boosters. Yeah, <laughs> well, play it again because when you, when you hear him say it, then you hear clapping. The media wouldn't clap for him. Um, this this is in front of a of a group of people that are Colorado State fans or fan. Uh, here it was again. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught. Me. So, and I sat yeah. down. We gonna you gonna get beat like your mama <laughs> your mama beat you <laughs> when you did something bad. I I'll say this. He probably did think it's a booster event, and this is not gonna go. Viral or get on the internet. That's stupid. That's stupid. These days, in the social media age we live in, everybody's got a smartphone. So even if it didn't, the quote, the audio didn't come out, it was still going to come out either way because somebody was going to have the quote. So for you not to think it'll come out, that's just stupid. I don't think he's stupid. He knows this was going to get out. He wanted this out. 
Dion is the biggest story in college sports right now. You got game day coming to town. You didn't think people were going to pay attention to the quote that you just made about the little snide remark about Dion's glass sunglasses indoors with his hat on indoors? That's kind of his go-to look, too, by the way. That's like you could you could make right now like a I don't know some type of uh, image of Dion to sell, and it would probably have him with the cowboy hat on and the glasses on. Well, this says he said it on ESPN. Where'd the cheering come from? Was it like doing like they were previewing game day? It looked like it was. It looked like though it was like a coach's show or something. Okay. It did look like a coach's show or something like that. The, the, that the makes video sense. that my okay, man coach's show. I think it's like a coach's show. I don't care if they're here or in Boulder. He said. Yeah, it looks like a coach's By the way, show. That game at a is restaurant. in. That game is in Boulder. Folsom Field. Yes, matter of fact, it says coach's show on there. Folsom. It said it says coach's show. All right. So it's a it's a coach's show and coaches they they get a little you know. A little amped up on their coaches show. They got the fans there. He's speaking to his constituents, right? Yeah, but Always. Dion heard it. But no, no, now the world. Did you hear him just do our the pregame speech? That's why I played that for you. It's personal. It's oh, now you just made it. Personal. It's personal. Yeah, this was probably not smart. By Jamerville. Uh, maybe this because again, this is the game, the tune-up game, because their next two games after this for Colorado are Oregon, Oregon and USC. Yep. As they enter Pac-12 play, this is their final non-con game. All right, well, that'll make it a uh, front and center moment. And uh, I, I still don't think Matt Rule said much of it at all. And you heard what he said about it in the pregame. Like, he took that and made it seem like he he, he called his kid a you know, dirty name or something. And he really didn't. But at the same time, Dion's going to find it and prime it. and uh, I like use that. It. Find it and prime it. Yeah, baby. yeah. Oh, yeah. Way to go, Rams. And what, and by the way, it. career record at Colorado State, Jay Norvell, the one-time Texas offensive coordinator, 3-10. 3-10. And I was trying to see. Why like, are you talking? Why are you so confident for some reason that you would talk trash? You rushed for like 50. They rushed for 50 total yards versus Washington State. Well, remember as a when team. Jay was here? I don't know how. Jay was here, and I got to remember the, the way it played out. He was on the staff of the offense with he was, Charlie. He was, he was calling the plays at one time. Yeah, he, he was, was a wide receiver coach. Yeah, but then he took over play yeah. calling mid season, right? Yes, he did. It was, I think it was the year they beat Oklahoma. Yeah. It yeah, did. I think it was too. Yeah, I think it was when they beat Oklahoma. And if you remember, remember, he was a former Oklahoma. Offensive coordinator, too. Maybe he called plays at Oklahoma, too. He was like uh, an assistant there as well. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Well, and we can, that's, I'm trying to, when, when, somebody will tell me, but when, well, I do know having covered him and been to those press conferences, he's a talker. I mean, he's a very, pretty brash uh, guy. Okay. There you go. Yeah. He's, he is uh, not, not like, but he, he likes to talk and he is a pretty dynamic guy. And I guess brash would be a word I would use for him. And uh, he was always a good quote, but there's a good one. And I don't mm. know if that's good or not because his team might be doing like, Shannon Sharp. Damn. Damn it. Damn. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, he was Dang. Like, oh. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. He was the Oklahoma OC slash wide receiver coach or co-OC from 2008 to 2014. So he was there a while. Yeah. And then he went to Texas 2015 for that one year. One year here. And pulled off a big upset over Oklahoma, his former team. Yes, he did. Then Arizona State, then the Nevada, and now a career coaching record of 36 and 36. So he must know. I know now there's a picture of him surfacing with his hat on, talking to the media. And it's like, come on, Jay Norville. Why would you say that when there's a picture of you with your hat on talking to the media? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Not great. But I will say this. It's now making me want to watch that game more. Oh. I will give him that. And, and maybe he wanted ratings. If that's what he wanted, well, mission accomplished, Jay Norvell, because now uh, let me say I this. must watch that game. <laughs> let me say this for Coach Norvell. He he did a good enough job at Nevada that they hired him. I don't know if that's a lateral job, an up job. I don't know, because he, he had an 8-4 and four season, a 7-2 and two season in Nevada. 
he took that program from three and nine in his first year to eight and four and seven and two. That's pretty good. And he he won a bowl game, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Hey. And then he ended up at Colorado State, where it was three and nine first year. You're right. Maybe he does see something on film that they can get after, and feels like they've well, got a shot. In if that you game. pull the upset here, you're right now. You're a hot name. You just yeah. turn your name into a hot name. Your your stock goes through the roof if you pull off the upset or over he just, Or he's just a brash guy who firmly believes that when you're talking to adults in a room, you take your hat and your sunglasses off. Well, why didn't you take your hat off when you were talking to members of the media who are adults in that room? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why you want to, you know, you want to watch, you want to make sure that you look yourself in the mirror and have a thorough evaluation before you call out other people. Yeah, right? There's, people there's in glass no houses though. shouldn't throw stones. Coming back, we'll hit the what's popping picks of the night, including our pick on the Vikings-Eagles tonight. Ty will make his Sex Panther pick. Rangers have a big game tonight. All things we'll uh, get you set up for on a busy Thursday. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that like stocking. Just joshing. I'm spinning. All right, what's poppin'? We've got week two underway tonight. The NFL weekend starts today and this evening in Philadelphia. I'll tell you what's poppin' first. Have a look at our Twitch channel or on our YouTube channel, Rod. The uh, the new smile. Oh yeah, man. The new smile. Look that good. Looking good, man. Pearly Whites and Dr. Greg Ecker. Want to thank him for that. Uh, over a quarter of a century of experience specializing in tooth loss solutions and uh, restoring teeth, like he did mine. The uh, uh, the new look, the new uh, the new my new my smile at 50 years old, and you can have that too. You can have your teeth all restored if you need a few. He can give you that new smile in just one day as well. Permanently secure dental implants. He's restored over a thousand cases, including mine and so many folks here in Central Texas. So many Horn listeners have gotten in there and had their lives changed. You always tell the story, Rod, of the uh, the lady who was in tears after oh, she yeah. got to see her new oh, smile. No, she loved it because it uh, does. You know, my, I, my my smile wasn't my favorite, and so I didn't smile for pictures and things. And um, you know, I can't wait to to smile a lot when I get to the holidays and all the you know Zoom calls we're on these days, Rod, and doing uh, online stuff with Inside mm-hmm. Texas and here on the Twitch channel. Uh, if you want to make an informed decision and learn more about it, give him a call for a consultation. You are the boss always with Dr. Greg Eckert, nearly 30 years here in Central Texas, 345-3166. That's 345-3166. Online at DrEckert.com. It's Eckert with a U. I, mean, I just laid there. I listened to music, right? I fell asleep. Went to sleep for a couple oh. of hours. I was out cold for that, a while. That, co- that Dr. U cocktail? The Dr. U cocktail. How often are you supposed to go to the dentist? Uh, twice oh, a year. Twice a year, yeah. Twice a year. I haven't been in years. I don't do. I don't go like I'm supposed to either. You, you, we should, but nobody. Well, nobody well, goes as you age, Rod. As you age, Rod, and certainly to you, Ty, you should. You should be popping because you don't realize, but the plaque in your teeth on your gums becomes it. It, it breaks off and it'll get in your bloodstream, gets in your heart. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. Read, read up on yeah. your, 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 Reddit rabbit hole over there. I'm or, just telling yeah. you. Oral hygiene is a big part of your, your overall Look, health. I mean, it's the wellness. gateway to your body. It I is. mean, I, I take good care of my teeth. I feel like I, I had braces well, sure for flossing. eight years of my life. You should floss. You should brush twice a day. You should try to, yeah, that kind of stuff. You should. Yeah. Take care of your that teeth. Plaque, that plaque is a problem. Or just right. go see Dr. U. And go see Dr. U. <laughs> that's, that's, like that's why they would recommend you do it twice a year because they get that deep cleaning and then you know really grind it out and... Well, then, you know, there you go. So go see Dr. Ecker. Go see Dr. U. Uh, also, Poppin, you have a little theory there, Rod, Poppin theory that maybe Dion is calling these coaches mm-hmm. and saying, hey, let's put this thing up. I just think it's a, it, right at this point, if we get another. I think you, you're, you're, if you're we, wondering. If it. we get another coach that ends up saying something that goes viral uh, in the in the week that their team is matching up against Dion Sanders, even after knowing he's going to make it, like you said, he's going to prime it, he's going to make it bulletin board material, even if you meant it or not. Um, to me, that means that maybe Dion's reaching out to these coaches and saying, hey, man, just give me a little something 
just throw me a little just throw me a little bit all right of some raw meat out there and I'll take care of the rest we'll have the most watched college football game of the weekend wrestling you call it like it's, it's, it's a WWE mentality hype it up hype it up it's a WWE methodology I, I got to see this game because he said what it happens in in MMA and 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 okay, well, remember Sunny Dykes all the time Sunny Dykes was popping off ahead of the 2CU game that's what i'm saying like they all have popped <laughs> off everybody and now it could just be Dion just annoys them these coaches so much cuz he's he's such an alien cuz he's brought in 60 new players and he's coaching them better than their teams are could be that could be it <laughs> he's, he's just doing their job better than them but yeah. you I admit, E, we have not seen this much trash talk. No, or, I haven't. Right? This much bulletin board material. That's why I asked earlier, you think they're jealous of him? Because it's just weird. I don't, gosh, it's usually, I mean, last week we had Nick Saban and Steve Sarkeesian throwing flowers at each other. and exactly. That's what coaches usually do. I know. They never talk trash to each other, but now all of a sudden with Dion, so you're right, either they're jealous or my conspiracy theory is right, that Dion's hitting them up before the game going, give me a little something-something, guys. It'll go viral. I'll take it to the extreme, and then we'll be the most talked about and most watched college football game of the weekend. That helps both of our programs. Dion's that he thinks like that, though. You know he does. Dion's a marketing mind. He's a marketing genius, actually. I agree with that. Uh, and has been since he was coming out of high school. It came natural to him. He didn't even have – it's not something he took a class on. That's Dion's personality. And right now, he's, he's playing – he's going to play in five straight nasty televised games. Guys, when was the last time any, any program in college football history has played in five straight nasty televised games? I don't know. Texas was uh, doing te- that when they are in 05. Well, Texas in 08 like, played four in a row, I remember, because they had yeah. four straight ranked teams, and the, the fourth of the four was that, that Texas Tech game. And it was because the Big 12 was loaded. That was yeah. the greatest year in the history of the Big 12. Right. I'm going to say it's rare. It's very rare for well, any program and, and, to do And part it. of that is what you just said, that Dion is so – I mean, obviously the first game was going to be huge, and then they won that, so we got to put the Nebraska game on. Now here's Colorado State on a very <laughs> light weekend of college football. There, there isn't another ranked matchup. And then, yeah, next week you start that because, because like the Big 12 was in 08, the Pac-12 is this year. It's loaded. Where you got loaded teams. Great so quarterbacks. It's all ranked players. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. so also popping, how about this? This is uh, Urban Meyer on a Tim May podcast this <laughs> week. Urban Meyer, no one asked me for my vote, but my vote would be Texas at number one. You got the first part right, Urban. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody asked you. me, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you something. Nobody rat poison, you rat poison. Nobody asked you, Urban. Rat poison. <laughs> you got the first part right. Nobody asked you at all. <laughs> Nobody asked me my vote. Okay, thank you. In the statement right there. You're good. All right, what's popping? Who we, who we got tonight there, Rod? What are you, uh, what are you popping football. on? Thursday night football, watching the Eagles and the Vikings. I think the Eagles are going to win that game. It might be ugly because of the injuries that the Eagles have, uh, but they'll find a way to win that game. I just don't trust the Vikings. Can't. Every time you see them in primetime, they fold up like a lawn chair. Oh, Remember they were Kirk Cousins. Vikings won 13 games a year ago. They were 11-0 in one-score games. They've already lost their first one-score game. Because those um, things happen to regress to the mean usually. They happen to. Yeah. Now, yeah, Eagles side of this, they beat New England twenty-five to twenty. So you never apologize for a win against a Bill Belichick team in Foxborough on yes, the sir. night they or the day they retired Tom Brady's number. Mm-hmm. Good lord! But they only had two hundred and fifty-one net yards in the game against that really stingy New England defense. They got up sixteen to nothing and then got outscored twenty to nine. And as I, I mentioned throughout the morning, they have they have injuries. Kenneth Gainwell's hurt. Their starting safety and corner are hurt. Nicobe Dean's on the IR. Their starting linebacker. So we'll see. Might be a closer game. They may be a little uglier, as you said, Rod. Yeah. Ty, what are you popping on? You got a pick in this game? Who are you They've doing? Studies, you Minus sixty percent of you. the time, it works every time. Oh yeah. That doesn't make sense. 
Yep, I'm taking Minnesota minus six for the re- the injury reasons you just mentioned. I think I think Minnesota the Eagles will still or plus six. Sorry. Oh, Minnesota think, uh, plus six. Plus you're a Cowboys fan and hate the Eagles. I, I think it. the Eagles will still win. <laughs> That's the way. It Four is. points. Four points. <laughs> It'll be a hopping night. They're going to raise that <laughs> NFC Championship banner. Of course, last time they played on that that field was the in, in a regular season game or a game that mattered. It was the. NFC title game a year ago when they beat San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Also, Ranger fans, Toronto tonight go for the four-game sweep. That game six oh seven. Remember, Rod and I will be out today. Come see us at Wings Up. That's right, Wings Up. It's in uh, on Forty First near the Hancock Center. Wings Up is where we'll be five to seven, broadcasting live with Patrick Davis. Four dollar Bud Light cans, those burnt orange aluminum cans, will be there five to seven, talking football with you. Come on out, have a Bud Light. Get ready for Eagles Vikings with us. Find more details on that at our website, hornfm.com.